The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Doug Birch and you're listening to The Fairly Spiritual Show. On today's show, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to talk about a story that's in process. Right now, there's some huge areas in my life where I'm living just by faith, where I can't even see how God is going to remotely answer the prayers that I'm praying where I feel tremendously weak, inadequate, unable to take that next step, and yet I'm trusting God will provide an answer. We're gonna talk about God's strength in our weakness on today's Fairly Spiritual Show. Please stay tuned and take a listen. Thanks for joining us for the Fairly Spiritual Show. I am Doug Bursch, your host. And uh, so here's the deal. I'm recording this show. And right now, I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm even going to upload this. I don't know if I'm even going to share this with the listening audience. Now, if you're listening, I obviously decided to share it. But I'm going into this thinking, I'm just going to share about as honestly as I can. Not that I lie to you every week, but... I'm going to share with you some unfiltered stuff about where I am right now in this faith journey. And I thought it'd be nice to just let you know, especially those of you listening on radio, whether it's Friday or Sunday, just kind of to give you behind the scenes what this faith journey looks like. Because often, I know you know what this faith journey looks like, but often, sometimes when we hear things from the pulpit, preach, teach, on the radio, it's the big success story. It's the big miracle story. It's it's all been figured out, right? It's the, well, there was this problem, and we prayed, and God did this great thing, and now we tell the story. But we don't necessarily hear things in process. We don't necessarily hear from people in the midst of the storm. So I thought I would share with you just where I'm at right now, and how I am walking by faith. And I know many of you are walking by faith in some pretty big areas, and I'm hoping it will encourage you to continue on, to move forward, and I hope it will give you a glimpse of what I mean when I ask you to move forward or when I challenge you to move forward led by the Spirit. I'm not saying that from a position of earthly strength. I'm not saying that from some sort of power dynamic that I have a bunch of earthly reserves that I'm just, you know, well, you know, Doug doesn't understand because he has you know this large church and lots of money and lots of security. No, that's not where I'm coming from. By the way, people who do have large churches and lots of money, they, they still have to live by faith. I think we have to be careful when we judge people. Everyone has to live by faith. But I'm going to share with you where I'm at right now, and, and I hope that this will encourage you that when I ask you to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying and to take that next faith step, that I'm trying to do that as well. And right now in my life, I don't think I've ever been at such a place of just not remotely knowing how the next step is going to work. Just being completely, uh, Lord, you got to help us out because I can't even remotely figure out how this thing's going to happen. Now, before we get into this, just a couple things. I want to give you uh, first thank. We had a couple donors last week who donated to keep this show on the air. 
Thank you for your kindness and generosity. Every donor, thank you for being so kind and generous. That means a lot. Uh, I know there's a distance between me and you, whether you're listening to this on podcast or radio form. And here's the cool thing. A lot of our podcast listeners are actually paying to support to keep this show on the radio, which is pretty cool. So if you're someone who listens to it on the radio, uh, maybe you could donate as well, because I've got some people who listen on podcast uh, who don't even listen on these radio stations who still are supporting so that you can hear this programming. That's pretty cool. So if you want to keep this on the radio, uh, go to fairlyspiritual.org and donate today. That's fairlyspiritual.org. If you'd like to text the show, I I will respond. I won't uh, spam you. I won't hassle you, but I will say, hey, thanks for the text. Here's the number, 360-818-4513. You can also leave a voicemail, 360-818-4513, 360-818-4513. So I, I want to give you a theme verse for my life. Now this, I, I know all scripture is God-breathed, and uh, I, I get it that having a favorite scripture doesn't mean that I think other scripture is bad. But this scripture has spoken to me in many ways, and it's something I come back to again and again. And and when I was very sick in um, when I was a teenager, and I've talked about this in other shows, uh, God gave me this scripture as a confirmation. I was, I was sick. I wasn't getting better. I was in a place where I was missing school. I was missing, this was um, in my ninth grade year of school, middle school. I was very sick and in a place of desperation and weakness, and I met the presence of God. I had a powerful spiritual encounter. And during that time, this scripture was something that was very close to me, and it really has become a theme verse in my life. And uh, you can go to 2 Corinthians 12, 7, and this is the, the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation, uh, revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So that verse has stuck with me throughout my life. I found God in the midst of my weakness. And I have found that I've grown spiritually and I've grown in the character of God, not in my prayers being answered, although I'm thankful when God has answered my prayers and I've seen miraculous things happen. I have found that I have grown in the character of Christ when I've embraced a contentment with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I have seen the strength of God in my weakness. Now, I bring this up because I want you to know where I'm at right now. If you listen to the show on a regular basis, you know I don't talk a lot about the church I serve. I serve Evergreen Church. We actually meet in Auburn, Washington. Uh, I don't do this radio program to grow our church. That's not the goal. The goal is just to facilitate a better dialogue in Christianity, uh, to be able to reach people who are lost, it's for the larger church. It's not about my kingdom. I, I don't want to spend time worrying about my church and my stuff and my I, I don't I want it to be about something bigger. And so I feel 
very strongly about this, that anything that I do on the radio should help any church, any pastor, any Christian, any region, any area. So you won't hear me promoting the church. So this is different on today's show that I'm going to talk a little bit about our church. But the church that I serve, I've served for 20 years. We celebrated our 20th anniversary, and it was a restart of a very small church that had existed for like seven years. Um, when I got there, there was about 10 people. It, it was kind of dysfunctional. Um, it was a difficult place to be. I was 27 years old at the time. I didn't really know what I was doing. I'd never worked in a church before, and it was really tough. And uh, I've uh, given my life to this church, along with my wife and others. We've invested ourselves in this church. And the fruit of that investment is God has allowed us to form many wonderful relationships, to have 20 years of, of, of really powerful ministry. But we are not a success story in any ways uh, when it comes to the measurements of this world. Uh, our church at its largest maybe had like 130 people. Uh, now, I don't know, we have, I don't know, maybe 80, 90 on a Sunday. In the summer, less, sometimes more. In the eyes of the world, we're not a success. Even in the eyes of, of my own denomination, I'm not going to be asked to speak at any conferences. I'm not going to be asked to, to do anything noble, you know, to help with churches or church plants or church growth in my denomination because I have that little small church over there. And although 95% of churches are 200 people or less, uh, you know how this goes. We platform and we highlight the large expressions. Uh, for the most part, I'm just a guy with a lot of opinions who has a small church. Now, in the context of my life, there was a season where God gave me the opportunity. I had a, a radio show for five years on another Christian station where they paid me to do a daily talk show. It was from 4 to 6 p.m. called Live from Seattle. And uh, when I did that show, I got to speak to thousands of people. And uh, it gave me a certain amount of notoriety. And because of that show, people within my own denomination began to treat me better. I was the same person. I, I, I had the same theology. I had the same passion for Jesus. But somehow I was more important because now I was a radio show guy. And so I found that people treated me differently. And I got different positions. And I was treated with greater respect and greater spiritual authority. And that bothered me because I knew I wasn't any different. I wasn't any better. I hadn't done anything to deserve that. God had provided that job. It, it wasn't something that I had done. I was the same person, but I was being measured by these things that had nothing to do with my spirituality, that had nothing to do with my integrity. They just had to do with the measurements of the world. Well, eventually I had to quit that job and I went back to just being a pastor of a small church. And so here's where I'm at. I'm, I'm someone who pastors a small church. I've written a book, and I self-published that book, and I feel good about that, and I have good relationships. But in the reality of my life, my life does not look very impressive to anyone on the outside. And I get that that's, you know, it's supposed to be between me and God. I get that. But it can be very hard when you've spent 20 years at something and you see the lack of respect that you get from your contemporaries, from other pastors, from your leaders, from the people who you think eventually, and I'll get some respect here, but you don't. It's just the nature of the world we live in. And many of you understand that. You can invest in a certain job, and no matter how much you invest in that, you're just treated a certain way. So 
like you, I serve unto the Lord. Well, we're at a place now in our church uh, where we've been renting a church for about, I don't know, eight or nine years. We've had the ability to have this building where we're on Sunday mornings and we have it and it's our building that we rent. But we knew eventually that we would be kicked out of this building and the building would be torn down and used for other things. And I'm not going to go into all that, but we knew this. We knew we didn't own the building. We rented it from someone else. It was a great deal for us. In fact, the church we're in right now, I was led there through a dream. I know some people might not think God speaks this way, but I've had God speak to me in two dreams, and they were both about this building. I was uh, asleep at night, and I saw, first the Lord said to me, you're going to be fishing for people in South Auburn, and that's the city we're in. And I thought, you know, what does that mean? I saw myself fishing for people in South Auburn. I was just fishing in this river that was going through the backyard of my parents' house that used to be in South Auburn. And then a couple months later, I saw the church building we're in. I just saw it in my dream, and I heard the voice of God say, it's open. And at two in the morning, I just sat up in bed, wide awake. And I called the next day that church that met there, and I just was like, you know, him and Han. I didn't want to let him know I had a dream about their building. I left a message saying, hey, I'd like to meet with the pastor there. The pastor called back and said, we're no longer meeting in this church building. Would you like to rent it for Sunday mornings? And so I knew that we were supposed to move our church to that building for Sunday mornings because we were a restart of a church. I know there's a lot of background, but I'm just going to let you know these faith steps. So I'm this little congregation. There's about 20 of us, and God gives us a dream to move into this building. And our first service there, we have uh, something like 150 people showed up from a little ad in the paper, and 51 people gave their life to Christ. And it was an amazing, miraculous day. And that's how our church started off in the town of Auburn, in South Auburn. That's a great start. And that that was, you know, many years ago. We just celebrated our 20th anniversary, and now we're going to be kicked out of that building. In fact, in January, we'll be kicked out of that building. And we have no idea where we're going. And I just wanted to share that with you. I have no idea where we're going, just none. We've been looking and praying and seeking. We don't have a bunch of money as a church. We go month to month. There's about 70 people there. You know, people are, our church is not full of a bunch of wealthy people. And we didn't do one of those, you know, big campaigns where we put a thermometer on the wall and tried to raise a bunch of money. We're just, you know, trying to make it, trying to go month to month and survive. And here we are after 20 years of ministry. This January, at the end of January, we will be kicked out of that building. And I have no idea where we're going to go. We have people looking for places, you know, we're looking anywhere around Auburn and Sumner and Kent and uh, Puyallup and, you know, 15 minutes in every direction, just looking. And we, we cannot find anything. And I'm praying and I'm asking the Lord and I'm trusting the Lord. And there's a peace in my heart. But there's also this, I just have no idea. I'm completely at a loss on how this is going to be done. The place we're in right now doesn't cost us hardly anything per month. And we know wherever we go, the way real estate costs, that wherever we lease, wherever we rent, it's going to cost us maybe $1,000, $2,000 more a month. And we have no idea how we're going to pay that. It'll probably mean that I'll be paid, you know, one third less or or my co-pastor will be paid less. We just don't even, we just don't know 
how we're going to do it. Now, some of you are like, why, why are you sharing all this, Doug? I just, I just, I'm just going to let you into my life here. So, so coming up this January, like we're in August right now, so this is just a few months away, I have no idea where our church is going to go. I have no idea. We're just praying, crying out to the Lord, help us, Lord. We have, we have no idea. Help us, Lord. Show us where to go. At the same time, I have written uh, the first nine chapters to a book. Uh, my second book, I sent them out, and I have a publisher who's decided to publish it. Ivy Press is going to publish my second book. And so that's a, a wonderful miracle. I self-published my first book. My second book is going to be published, and I'm just I'm thrilled about it. And guess what? Guess when they want the manuscript? They want the manuscript at the end of January. The same time we're supposed to be kicked out of the building we're in. So I have a manuscript due at the end of January, and we're going to be kicked out of our church at the end of January. And by the way, guess when my birthday is? At the end of January. Everything is coming at the end of January. I've been pastoring full-time for 20, will be 21 years, and it's just as uncertain and just as faith-led as ever. Now, I want to share this with you because I, I do this radio show. And this radio show, our, our church has like 70 people. Like, you know, last Sunday, last Sunday I was there. I wasn't there last Sunday. I had to take a break with my family. But we hardly had anyone. Everybody's on vacation. There was like 60, 50 people there. You know, we do this radio show. I do, I'm on the air because people donate from all over the U.S. based on social media where they give enough that weekly and monthly we're on just based on one person giving, another person giving. So this show, and you'd think, you know, like with a show or the church where we have 60 or 70, maybe we should, you know, spend that time trying to grow that church. But I'm like, no, I have to trust you, Lord. I'm, I'm going to be about something bigger than that. So our church doesn't pay to have this radio show go on the air. So this radio show is all about faith. The book that's coming out, it's all about faith. It's just, I'm doing it as a faith offering. The future of our church is all about faith. And, and even though I'm struggling with how to articulate this to you, and, and, and I'm maybe not sharing the story the best way I know how, I just want you to know where I'm living right now. I have four kids. I have two kids in college. I have another two that'll eventually be in college, and, and we're just living by faith month to month. And by the way, this isn't like a sob story. God has prospered us relationally. We're in a good place. But faith is faith. Like our, our we have a minivan, right? Our minivan has over 300,000 miles on it. It has 320,000 miles on it. And we're, we're running that thing as long as we can until it runs into the ground because there's no money for that minivan but we're not going to be afraid and live in fear. And we're not going to live for things that rust and corrode and fade away. We're going to live for kingdom purposes. I co-pastor with Pastor Dan Behrens, and we come together on a regular basis, and we agree upon this, that this is how we're going to live our life. We're going to trust that God will be strong where we are weak, as that scripture I read in the beginning, that we're going to boast in our weakness, knowing that where we are weak, He will be strong. That I want the testimony of my life to be this, that God was strong where I am weak. My struggle in the church growth age and the church assessment age is we have these powerful men who are giving these powerful churches and these powerful programs and all these systems and structures, and they're organizing everything, and it seems all man-based and power-based and structure-based, and I don't want to build the church based on power and, and, and human endurance and strength. I want people to say, look what God has done. So I have purposely 
chosen to be weak, to make room for the strength of God. That if our church, Evergreen, moves forward, it's going to have to move forward based on a miracle from the Lord. It's going to have to be God. It won't be that I was smart enough to figure it out, or, or my co-pastor Dan was smart enough to figure it out, but that, that God miraculously provided a place for us to go. I want to make room for the miraculous strength of God, for this radio show to stay on the air and to continue and to grow. It's going to have to be the miraculous work of God. Like, I, I decided just to write books, whether someone published them or not. I'm going to, I, I thank the Lord that I now have a publisher for my next book. But the first book, I didn't even send out to publishers. I just published on my own. And I said, I'm just going to write a book every two or three years, and I'm going to present it. And it doesn't matter if anybody reads it or not. I'm just by faith going to do what God has called me to do, and God will do what God does. His strength in my weakness. So many of us are waiting to be strong to move forward, and that's not how it works. We're waiting for our lives to be more secure before we move forward, and that's not how it works. Uh, there's pastors listening right now where you're waiting for your church to be bigger in order to do that faith step, and I'd say, do not wait another day. Do what God has put on your heart. There's people you're saying, well, I'm waiting for my life to get a little bit more in order before I take that faith step. Do not wait another day. Take that step. You're waiting for a different season. Do not wait another day. Take that next faith step. If the Lord has told you to do it, now is the day. This is the day the Lord has made. Don't wait for your kids to get older. Don't wait for them to get out of the house. This is the sad reality. People waste their entire life waiting for another day that never comes. They're like, ah, oh, you know, once I get married, it'll be fine. Well, you know, we're newly married, so it's not quite the right time. Well, we have young kids, it's not the right, th you know, the right time. Well, the kids are in college, it's not the right time. Well, you know, I'm working, once I retire, it'll be the right time. Well, we wanted to travel and take some me time, it's not the right time. And then I'm doing their funeral, it's never the right time. Take that faith step. Let God be strong where you are weak. If you think you're weak right now, you go, I don't have the resources. That's okay. God will be strong where you're weak. You go, well, I don't have the wisdom. God will be strong where you are weak. I don't have the support I need. God will be strong where you're weak. People will think I'm foolish. God will be strong where you are weak. Let your testimony be this. You're living a life of faith. I can say that to you right now because others think what I do is foolishness. There's just some guy with a small church who does foolish things. I know there's people in my own denomination who think that. I know there's other pastors. There's other people. There's people listening right now who think that. But I am not beholden to any of them. I am beholden to the voice of God. I will stand before God and he will not measure me against other people or what other people thought. He will just look me in the eyes and say, did you hear my voice? Did you follow my will? It is his voice that matters. It is his will that I seek to follow and pursue and surrender to. I want to pray for you. You pray for me. I know you're weak. I know there's some impossibilities in your life. Others don't begin to understand the challenges that you face. They're so overwhelming, you can't even express them to others. And the advice they give you is meaningless when it comes to the faith you must have in order to take that next step. But I'm praying that you take that next step in faith and believe that God is good. And God will be strong where you are weak. And could you pray the same for me?
Could you pray that God provides a space for our church, and God provides a space for this next book, and God provides the resources for this radio program to continue? Let's pray that a movement of people led by faith rises up, not by power, not by strength, not by might, but by the voice and the leading and the goodness of God. Where you are weak, God can be strong. So you don't have to be ashamed of your weakness, boast of your weakness. Because when you are weak, he is strong. You can pray for him to take away the weakness, but if he doesn't, then welcome his strength and let him be glorious in your weakness. Father God, help us to move forward in faith. Help us where we're weak. Come, Lord Jesus, advance your kingdom through us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you'd like to text me, here's the number, 360-818-4513, 360-818-4513. If you'd like to support this show to keep it on the air, on radio, or to expand it to other markets, then please donate today. Fairlyspiritual.org. Go to fairlyspiritual.org and click on the donate button, fairlyspiritual.org. All right, I will see you next time. Make room for the Lord. He knows you by name. He will be strong in your weakness. He will be good to you. He understands you. He knows you by name. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time. Proceeding broadcast was sponsored by Fairly Spiritual. When you write or call this program, be sure to mention you heard it on KCIS.